0: To another episode of In Enemy Territory. It's my birthday, that's right, July 24th. Woohoo! Been waiting for this episode for a long time, really excited. And it's not just exciting because it's my birthday, but believe it or not, today's birthday is also Barry Bonds, Carl Malone, Patrice Bergeron of the Boston Bruins. And an all-time legend, Jennifer Lopez. So, let's talk birthdays. Let's talk about Barry Bonds, the all-time MLB home run champion. 762 homers. Seven-time MVP. Which makes me think of uh, seven-time Cy Young Award winner, Roger Clemens. Which we'll actually talk about in the next episode. Uh, Barry Bonds, most notable for the home runs and the MVPs, never won a World Series. So I'm just going to put that out there. A guy like this, though, I don't think it really takes away from his career stats or what he put up. The numbers speak for themselves. And, you know, we all know that one player can't win a championship on their own. So Uh, it is a tarnish on the legacy somewhat. But, um, you know, for guys that are like, you know, Dan Marino, all-time great. He never won a Super Bowl. Ernie Banks for the Cubs never did anything in the playoffs. I, I don't think he ever had a playoff appearance. We're going to talk later in this episode about some other all-time greats who never won a championship and how, how that possibly changes our view of what they did or what they Didn't do in their careers. But Barry Bonds, he came as close as you can get to winning in uh, 2002 against the Angels. They went all the way to Game 7. But Los Angeles pulled it off, winning the World Series, leaving Barry Bonds to lament. And um, the Giants and Pirates did have several chances with Barry Barry was on the Pirates the last year that they made the playoffs before their streak of 23 or 24 straight years, missing the playoffs, which is an all-time record across the four major league sports. You know what? Actually, Seattle Mariners are getting close to breaking that record. They have not made the playoffs since, since 2001, but that's not the point. Barry never won. And... Another strike against him was obviously the whole steroids epidemic and him juicing up. And a direct result of that is that he hasn't been voted into the Hall of Fame yet, which we will talk about in a later episode. Let's just talk about some fun facts about Barry and keep it basic for today's birthday episode. One cool fact that I came across is that he played every major league squad and hit a home run against them, except for the Cleveland Indians, whom he never faced. Boom. Another stat. Uh, While going through his birthday game logs throughout his 20-year career, he played on 15 birthdays. Three years, he didn't have a game on July 24th, and one year, his team had a game, but he was injured. So, of the 15 times he played on his birthday, he reached base 14 of those games. So, he consistently had a great a great birthday every year. He was getting on base, making things happen, smacking home runs as, as usual. He didn't discriminate between his birthday or a regular old Tuesday. Barry Bonds did it in and out. Another fun stat, between the years of 2001 and 2004... His on-base percentage was 91%, which is unreal. And the latest fun stat for for Barry, before we move on to our next, to uh, Carl Malone, is that every day on the calendar from April 1st to September 30th, including September 30th, Barry Bonds hit a home run. Except for August fifth. Why is that funny? Because Bobby Bonds, his dad, hit six home runs on August fifth. That's the most Bobby ever hit on one calendar day. So the inverted the inverted day of Barry hitting zero on August fifth, his dad hit six, and between the two of them they they covered every day. The Bonds is covered every day. There's no doubt about it. Most home runs between a father son and they just uh, what a baseball family. Now let's move on to our next star that we'll be talking about. Happy birthday, Carl Malone, an all-time great NBA player. And we don't cover much basketball on this podcast, but let's talk about the mailman for for a minute. Two-time NBA MVP, 97 and 99. He also never won an NBA championship. Um, He's the second leading scorer of all time. Behind uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, ahead of Michael Jordan, ahead of LeBron, who he's catching up, but ahead of Jerry West, ahead of all those guys. Um, I also found that a fun stat about Karl Malone is he hit over 1,200 more free throws than the next closest guy. So you can see where a lot of his points did come from. But Karl Malone was... You know, even to me, a guy growing up, not not really paying attention to basketball my whole life, but we I knew the name Karl Malone, like I knew the name Kobe and Michael Jordan and Shaq and, and Allen Iverson. I mean, Karl Malone was one of the most, uh, uh, you know, after Michael, he might have even been the second biggest name in that in that era but behind Michael and Scotty. Obviously, the uh, the new documentary, The Last Dance, just came out, so I'm not going to talk too much about it, but. Um, I will say that one of the greatest smack talks that has been unearthed that Scottie Pippen um, said to Karl Malone in the 97 um, finals in Game 1. It was towards the end of the game and Karl Malone had been fouled. He was at the free throw line. And Scottie Pippen walks over to him and says, Hey, the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. And he went on to miss both throws. And uh, later on, Michael would hit a basically a, a game winning game winning shot that would just uh, give the Bulls game one and take command of the series. And, you know, we all know what happened after that. But I don't think that he could have done much more other than, you know, if, if they had if they had won a championship and especially if they had d Michael, that would have I think that definitely would have put his name into an even higher pedigree than he is. But obviously, as it stands, Karl Malone is, you know, a top 10 name in basketball history. Let's move on to Patrice Bergeron. He's obviously not the same caliber as Barry Bonds or as Karl Malone in in regard to career output and pedigree. But Patrice Bergeron is no one, you know, no one to fool with. He's a four-time Selkie Award winner, which ti- which is tied with Bob Ganey, a uh, Montreal Canadian forward back in the 70s who won, he won four or five Stanley Cups. Um, but, uh, you know, the Selkie Award goes to the best defensive offensive player, the best defensive forward. And Patrice Ber- Bergeron has already won it four times, and he's got potential to... To win more of them, he he he's just a grinder. He wins faceoffs. He he's always in the right place. He's always on good teams. And unlike the first two stars we talked about today, Patrice Bergeron is Stanley Cup champion. He won back in uh, two thousand eleven with the Bruins, and he actually scored the game-winning goal in Game Seven. He started off the scoring, which they they eventually you know they won the game. 5-0 uh, against Vancouver, and his goal would stand up as the winner. He also had the famous overtime winner against uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs in 2013 when 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 they came back from down 4-1 in the third period, and, he, and Bergeron tied it up, went to overtime, and then Bergeron scored the game winner. But the one thing I'll say about Patrice Bergeron is that he may not be elite, to the standard of uh, Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, but he's most definitely going to be a Hall of Famer. He's won. He's gone back to two other cups, didn't win it, but he's always in the discussion for potential greatest player to his position in the sport. Doing all the right things in, on, on the offensive side of the puck, and as well the defensive side, a two hundred foot game. And year in and year out, Ber- Bergeron has done just that. And now that leads me to our next topic of all time. Continuing basically on the discussion of the all-time greats who didn't win championships in their in their league, um, obviously. We talked about Barry Bonds not winning. So I just wanted to talk about a couple other active players in baseball who, who also haven't won, albeit they are top of the game consistently year in and year out. So the first player I want to talk about is is Mike Trout, three-time MVP. He's been basically a top-two MVP vote every single year of his career. He, he, he is potentially the greatest player of our era and let's say the 2000s he hits the home runs he hits for average he it seems like every night he's robbing a home run or making a diving catch he steals bases he's just you know he signed the largest contract in, in MLB history for I think 400 million dollars but all of this has happened with him only making the playoffs one time and the one year that the Angels made the playoffs, they had the best record in the majors that year. And then they got swept in the first round, becoming the first team in history to, to have the best record in, in baseball and not win a playoff game. So he hasn't really had a chance to get far into the playoffs. But at the same time, he's had at least, you know, the, the one year he's had a great team and a good chance to, to win it all. You know he's he struggled in that department, but uh, this is a player that, regardless of if he ever wins the World Series or not, the way he's playing and you know what he's on pace to do, and he doesn't show any signs of slowing down at that. He he's a generational talent, and I don't think World Series or not that 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 changes how people their perspective of him. On the other hand, the greatest pitcher of our of the two thousands I would say is Clayton Kershaw three-time Cy Young award winner and he's thrown 300 strikeouts recently in the playoffs every year with the Dodgers right there every year right when it counts and you know good talk clutch being a real thing or not a real thing you know statistically or whatever but Clayton Kershaw has not shown up in the playoffs he does have a few playoff victories but it seems that every time he's he's on the mound something goes wrong and the Dodgers just haven't been able to figure it out and they've had the right pieces and they've been right there like I said every single year Kershaw in the middle of it you know starting on short rest and he's the go-to guy he's the face of the team and and just not being able to to close the deal I definitely look at it as a, as a tarnish on his on his legacy to the, to date you know it could change the Dodgers the Dodgers are not going away so if he could win one that would put him in elite elite status even though he he basically already is there but but right now when you look at the name Clayton Kershaw you just can't look past it but definitely props for you know they're always right there so if he could just get over the hump, that would cement his status, in my opinion. In football, I would say right now the best player who hasn't won a championship is J.J. Watt. If I was going to talk quarterbacks, I would probably say that most of the elite quarterbacks in the league who, who are all-time names have already won. At this point right now, everyone's already won one. You know, Brady... Big Ben, Mahomes. I think J.J. Watt really is is the best defenseman we've seen in so long. Where he just physically and mentally dominates and gets to that quarterback and just creates havoc, game in and game out, and just and even just off the field. He's such a big name and. He's, he really has done everything, defensive player of the year and setting records and, and dragging a, a bad Houston team to the playoffs even a couple years. So, you know, I don't think this tarnishes his name that, that he hasn't won. But if I had to pick a best player in the National Football League who hasn't won a, a championship yet or Super Bowl, I would say uh, right now it's J.J. Watt. And as it stands, it looks like Houston's just getting worse and worse. They just, for some reason, shipped out DeAndre Hopkins, who was like the saving grace on their offense. So good luck, JJ. Hopefully your brother wins one in Pittsburgh soon. But, uh, but yeah, JJ, don't worry. We still know you're the best. All right, so now joining us on the show to talk about the best active hockey players that still haven't won a championship is my big brother, Goose. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. It's going great. Glad to have you here.
1: I've John. always wanted to say this, but none time listener, first-time caller.
0: <laughs> well, this is this is going to be the third episode. So hopefully you've listened a couple times, but to, yeah, so yeah. far nothing's out. Well, I'm
1: I'm looking forward to uh to hearing it and getting my voice out on the podcast waves.
0: Great. Uh if all goes as planned, you're, you'll be a regular. That would be
1: That would all be right, cool. So.
0: Great. All right. So um, tell, me, tell me what you got.
1: I made a list of things that are linked together, um, like Henrik and Daniel Sedin. You know, you got uh, one, you have the other one. You got Shane Doan and the Coyotes. You've got Ovechkin Crosby, peanut butter and jelly, and <laughs> uh, Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton. Okay. And, uh, and I want to just make the case for Patty and Jumbo right now. Sure. Um, because I did a little bit, uh, a little bit of digging, and you know, start with their draft. These guys went number one and two in the nineteen ninety seven entry draft. Um, right. And you know, combined, I'm not going to do the math in my head, but they've played over three thousand NHL games combined. Right. Close to close to three and a half thousand. Um and they played 14 seasons together, 12 seasons together. Like these guys have been linked from day one. Right. Uh, you want to add to the mix, Jumbo has played 179 playoff games and Marlowe's played 191 playoff games.
0: Right, and we both know they've been to one Stanley Cup.
1: And we that was, what a series that was, right?
0: Yeah. It was crazy, man.
1: I think it wasn't until game four that the, the Sharks ever even played with the lead um, because both of their wins, or I guess it, it wasn't, wasn't until game five, they won both their games in overtime. Right, did not play with the lead during any of those four games.
0: Right. I'll never forget that Patrick Marleau reverse wraparound. I think it was game three. And, you know, as we speak right now, I realized I had forgotten just due to the whole coronavirus break that Patrick Marleau is actually a Pittsburgh Penguin right now. 8 whole <laughs> games with Pittsburgh. 8 games. He scored one I think he had one goal, right?
1: Uh,
0: um, I could very
1: quickly look that up.
0: But yeah, and man, they they've, they've had, they're definitely Hall of Fame names right at, right yeah. there, you know.
1: Whether or not they you know, regardless of anything, they're going to be Hall of Famers. Oh yeah. Uh, both of them, with or without a cup um yeah he had one goal one assist in eight games um, he's more of a
0: role a role player for us
1: yeah definitely at and this stage, i would have loved to have seen what he brought to the table over the course of the remainder of the season
0: right uh um, well let's cross our fingers for playoffs you know
1: yeah absolutely yeah but one of the things i wanted to say is that these guys have you know very similar stories in terms of i think they had both been captains of the sharks yeah um marlo first Marlowe first then then jumbo got it and then it handed over to pavelski um,
0: well not i don't sure. know if it was quite as smooth as that but yeah <laughs> handed over <Got> stripped. <laughs> stripped stripped from behind the, the beard
1: um I think the
0: beard was so long, though, that it was covering the sea. So, like, no one noticed for the first couple games. So, they looked at Joe's shoulder and saw I was there.
1: Yeah. But the end of their careers or the tail ends of their careers, which are still going on, have been been very different. Um, You know, Jumbo has been very committed to staying in – San Jose he's going right. to be part of making it work there he sees you know as best as i can tell he sees the path back to the to the finals still being in San Jose and and Marlo you know he went to he spent 2 years in Toronto and then this year like the decision was if i'm not going to be on a team that makes it i'm going to Either being in San Jose, he's yeah, he's going back to San Jose. And when he saw that they weren't going to make it, you know, he's he's been cup chasing, right? And no doubt, and it's such a shame because the Penguins, you know, they were going to have all their all their guys back by by playoff time, hopefully. You know, this was a season where, despite losing a ridiculous number of of man games to to injury yeah.
0: Jake and, is the you, most, you know the biggest one
1: sydney crosby the biggest one and they had the best record in the league right. during the games that crosby 28 missed. games so you know this team was so resilient and you know proved that even if they get into the playoffs and and you know god forbid lose a sydney crosby they right. can still continue to compete and win games,
0: but but it's actually funny here here in Philly they're they're like super depressed because they actually had been the hottest team. I mean, I laughed out loud when Vegas said that the Flyers were the best odds to win the Stanley Cup in like February. I thought that was a little uh, preemptive, but I mean, for for all the seasons. For this to happen and it had to be like the one where the Flyers actually had a decent team. It's just funny to see everyone just lamenting over, you know yeah, that absolutely. missed opportunity. But let's talk about for a second, you mentioned Alex Ovechkin, who obviously got off the Schneid a couple of years ago. Um, we, yeah, yeah this conversation it. would be solely about him if he if he hadn't won two years ago, because you know, that was on his back forever.
1: Thank you for directing the conversation away from the oh, players. Yeah. I'm very appreciative.
0: <laughs> Can't stay on them for too long because not much to talk about. Um, but yeah, Ovi, Ovi winning it in 2018 was like the, the opposite of what we're talking about right now, where um, one of the best players in, in, in NHL history getting off the schneid later in their career. Um, yeah, Absolutely you know that that changes everything you know because part of part of the discussion is ha- yeah that yes these players haven't won yet but when you look back at their career is it is it a tarnish on their on their legacy somewhat or like you know because obviously one player can't win a championship on their own so you can yeah. be a star player on a terrible team for years or you can be you know the San Jose sharks have had several good teams teams and they've choked in the playoffs or they've made it to the cup. And, you know, they had a great season that year, but, the, you know, to run into a, a better team or just, you know, a bad break here or there sometimes is all that decides a, a championship. Yeah. I will so forever, for,
1: I will forever as a Penguins fan, I will forever be angry at, at Alex Ovechkin for making me fall in love with him when he, yeah, when he that raised man, that cup.
0: Yeah. That was, you know, obviously we're not the biggest fans of his, but just seeing seeing him win it is was a very, a very big moment just for the for the game. And because we were, you know, because it followed the success that we had with the back-to-back cups, it, it, it didn't hurt, you know. Let's say we had been knocked out by him three years in a row and he was winning cups every year and, and Sid was the one chasing. And then, yeah, it would suck. But, like, he was kind of our little brother where, like, we just kept knocking him down year after year almost to a point of like it was a comedy we know how this, we knew how the story was going to end and then finally they rewrote it you say that like you're
1: uh like you have some experience in being the little brother
0: <laughs> just the uh, 28 years or so but uh also um, a point I hadn't realized when you, you brought up that uh, Henrik and Daniel, they were also drafted one and two, I think it was uh, 99, two years after Jumbo and, and uh, Patrick Marlowe They were two and three? Uh, two and two and three. But, um, you know, they also came super close. But the, the one I wanted to talk about today, who, uh, he's not a position player, but Henrik Lundqvist, he, you know, top five and wins all time and just you know he's been uh loyal with the rangers his whole career and even though you know he kind of he kind of is uh ambiguous there these days with the uh, Sh- uh, Shesterkin and I forget the other guy's name. York, uh, Yeah, something Russian. But um you know they've they've kind of outgrown him but you know he they still he's still sticking out there but um but man he's a great player he's he made it to you know he he dragged the rangers to to the cup and deep into a bunch of playoff runs you know seven eight years ago we actually you and i were at a game seven against the penguins in 2014 which he he is mr game seven in the net you know he averages like one and a half goals against or maybe even one but we we lost we lost that one which hurt but uh hank you know he just uh he never he never was able to finish it out. Not his fault, though. Like, I don't think when I look at Henrik Lundqvist's career, it's like, oh, you know, if he had won a cup, then, like, you know, then he'd be next level. Like, he really he really did it all. a Trophy, several, several 30-plus win seasons in a row, face of a team in the biggest city in the country. And he really, you know, he owned it.
1: I can't recall him yeah. having a bad playoff series. Right, no. The only one that I can think of is that game that we that the Penguins beat the Rangers in that he right. got injured and got knocked out of the game.
0: Right. Yeah, I think he took a stick from uh, Eric uh, Mark Stahl to the to the face through his through his mask like early in the game. But anyway, let's let's wrap this part of it up. And um, thanks so much for joining. My pleasure. Would love to and be on again. We'll do- Yeah, we'll do it again soon, brother. All right. All right. Have a good one. Peace. Okay, so we've now discussed Barry, Carl Malone, Patrice Bergeron, and we've talked about some of the best talent across a couple leagues that still haven't won a championship yet. But now it's time to talk about Jennifer Lopez. She did the the most recent Super Bowl halftime show, and damn – Quite a show. I'm not going to go too much into detail because I want this to be a family show, but uh, very enjoyable for the uh, for the fans at home. Definitely still is Jenny from the block, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, she's dating Alex Rodriguez right now. So, you know, the, he is the fourth all-time home run champion. He's got 697 homers. And I think the two of them combined have about $750 million. So if you took a million dollars for every home run he's hit, um, still not enough to, to top their bank account. If it's joint, I know she's got a, you know three divorces or whatever. Um, but let's just put the stats aside for a second and and just talk J Lo. You know, fifty years old and still still looking great. Spinning on that pole at the Super Bowl without even holding on with her hands, you know. That was that was a Hall of Fame performance, you know. But, uh, you know, as the show went on, she kind of started to notice that she was kind of wearing a little bit less here. And like, oh, wow, what happened? You know, now she's wearing something else, taking this off, whatever. Enough said, J-Lo, best sports player of all time, just from that performance. To wrap up this podcast today, I'm going to talk about some of my greatest sports moments. Um, obviously, super insignificant to the world, but just uh, to me, obviously, I replay them in my head every night before I go to sleep. And I'll just give you a quick rewind on my life and championship sports moments that I have gone through. Okay, so in 6th grade I was on a soccer team and I kicked the game winning goal in the championship in triple overtime. What? That's right. Okay, fast forward to middle school when I was on my Little League World Series t- uh Little League team. We made it to the you know, the local Little League World Series which we won in three game- you know, best out of 3. We won game 1 and we won game 3. I was pretty insignificant in that team. I batted first. I was very small but fast so I would just bunt get on base every time steal second and third and hope to get knocked in but I definitely was not a star of that team Uh, and then fast forward to my adult life where I I love to play ice hockey and whenever I can I join you know into beer leagues adult leagues whatever you want to call it and in Pittsburgh I was a member of a team in in the league's basement league, you know, the worst level that they offered. But we uh, we always struggled. Our our league our season average was probably one and a half and eight and a half, if I had to guess. Maybe even two and two and eight in a ten game season. Um, but one year we somehow made it to the championship game. Where yours truly scored the game winner with three minutes left, and the Net Crashers actually won their first and only ever championship. So proud moment for me. I you know, I watch the highlights every night before I go to sleep and I call all my, oh, and I call up my parents, I call up my, all my friends and talk their ear off about it. I'm obviously kidding. Hopefully, the more you listen to this podcast, the more you'll see that I actually can be very cynical without missing a beat um so obviously you didn't have time to catch on yet but that was my cynical joking mocking myself voice and basically i'm aware of how sad it is that i relive these moments but that's my life and that is my brain and i'm entitled to do whatever i want wow this podcast took a weird turn anyway wrapping up this episode it's been a blast Thank you. If you made it this far, please follow the podcast. I've got a Facebook page, facebook.com slash IET podcast as well. Um, follow me on Instagram at IET podcast, and I will let you know when the episodes are coming out and what you can expect from me. I don't expect much from myself, so I hope you guys have low expectations as well. It's been great. I'll see you next time.